Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Today, I am chatting with my friend, Erin Ray. She is a independent stylist, an independent salon owner, um, an educator, technical educator, leaning into business educator, all of the things. She also just started the Honest Hairdresser Podcast. I highly, highly recommend that you go and check that out. Erin is a wonderful, wonderful ray of sunshine that I'm pretty sure I could talk to for five hours. Don't worry. This podcast is not that long. But we do have an awesome conversation around price increase, emotional discounting, all of the things, really money mindset in the salon in general. Um, And this is a very open, honest, raw conversation um, that I think there are so many golden nuggets within this, and you're going to relate to this so much, whether um, you are in this place now or it's something that you related to in the past. So if you listen to this and you have any more input that you would like to add, feel free to DM me on Instagram or DM Aaron Ray and let us know what you think. We absolutely love the feedback, um, and we absolutely like to continue the conversations outside of just you listening to this in your car or your earbuds or wherever you're listening today. So definitely, definitely enjoy. Um, Also, happy 2023. Holy shit. Can you believe it? I cannot believe that we are so far away from a such a weird year (laughs) or weird couple of years, um, even though it feels like it just happened yesterday. So I want to thank you so much for sticking with me on this podcast, um, being a listener, leaving reviews, sharing episodes that you enjoy, all of the things. I started this podcast in 2020 because I craved connection and I was missing, like all of us at the time, we were missing those genuine conversations. And I started this because I wanted you to get an insight of some of the amazing conversations that I was having um, on a regular basis. And it has turned into a beautiful evolution of education, inspiration, and motivation. And I just want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart for for supporting this podcast um, from Backroom Beauty Talks to the Cash Confident Stylist. It is such a beautiful, amazing part of my life that I get to connect not only with the people that come on and I get to interview, but I also get to connect with you, the listener. So again, thank you so much for the support. Um, And it's not ending anytime soon, that is for sure. Really, I'm just getting started. Uh, Enjoy this conversation, friends. If you like it, you know what to do. 
Hi, Erin. Welcome to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so pumped. We have great conversations. Um, if you're listening and you haven't listened to the Honest Hairdresser Podcast yet, definitely go and give that a listen. Um, how long have you been doing that podcast now? Um, months. Uh, like four months? <laughs> Yeah. So go over, give her some support. She has great conversations with some great people as well. I may or may not have been on it recently. Just oh. saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, let's just get started. Um, yeah. Who are you and what do you do? Who am I? My name is Aaron Ray. I am Aaron Ray hair on Instagram and I'm newly on the TikTok. The TikTok is not really my hair worlds. I keep them separate. That's but, how you know that we're old though. And we're like the TikTok. The TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to just keep it real. Yeah. It's like the interwebs. Like mm. I can't like not say it as a joke. I say sometimes. that all the time. You know? so yeah. Funny. Yeah. So I am an independent hairdresser. Um, I have been working for myself, um, just about four years now. I've been in the industry about nine years going on 10 in 2023, which is wild. Um, and then I opened up my own chair rental salon for other independent hairdressers called Obsidian Salon back in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a mom. I have two children, um, husband, we own a bike shop. I am a, I don't know, a hair technical hair, hair educator. And then now I'm newly kind of stepping into business education. I love it. You're a bit yeah. of a jack of all trades. Yes. Jack of all trades and like a master of none. That's not true. <laughs> I know. No, but I think it's like you, it's like, I loved doing so many things and it's like, I just jump, you know, but everything bleeds into everything else. You know what of I mean? Course. Like being yeah. a stylist yeah. bleeds into being a salon owner bleeds yeah. into the technical yes. trade, you know, it, yeah. it, all it does. It does. Now, the bike shop, that's, the bike shop, know. that's my husband's stuff, yeah, but exactly. people are still like, oh, you sell bikes? I'm like, don't ask me anything. Right. <laughs> I'm like, they have red ones and blue ones and yeah. silver. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we're going to talk a little bit today about price increases, emotional discounting, really the the mindset around money in the salon, if yes. you will. Yes. So where do you want to start with this? Because we could go a million different directions. I feel like we start with price increases because people are, a lot of people are dropping. December is a common time to drop that you're having a price increase, whether that be effective immediately or effective, you know, January one. Um, cause there's some science to like when you should announce, like mm -hmm. when people digest it the best. Um, like, so price increases, when should you announce? I personally announce in February and then that goes into effect immediately for new clients. And it doesn't go into effect until May for existing clients. I give a very large window. Now, and why do you choose February? I choose February because I like to know, I like to wait for all of those price increases for my products, taxes and everything to come in. And then I then take all of that information and I kind of have my own like little formulation between like using salon scale and QuickBooks and Excel spreadsheets and whatnot. And, you know, lots of pen to paper of how much a service actually costs me and how much I value my time. And then how much I put into education, how much education do I want to like invest in for the year? But I like to wait until February because they don't all January one hit you with that new thing. You don't know what all of the new tax increases are going to be like from my experience. Right. I, I wait for my bookkeeper, my accountant to tell me, Oh, by the way, and your, you know, quarterly pay into taxes is going to be X amount next year. Now, if that went up a lot, well, you're like, well, why? Right. And I, I need to make what I'm making sure. I want to give myself a raise, but, and I don't want to price gouge my clients. So you have to figure out like, where, where can it be spread out? that everybody feels good about the situation. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I want to go back to what you said about people do it a lot in December. I know mm -hmm. for me, I was taught that you do it in December because stylists are busy and people have things going on and they don't want to find a new stylist Yes, that time of year. So they're mm -hmm. just roll with the price increase. Personally, yeah. Yeah. I think that's manipulative. Oh, I agree. I think it's, <laughs> if you're newer in the industry or not necessarily newer in the industry, or if like you're newer to working for yourself, there's a method to that. And that is beneficial for you for growth. But if you have an existing clientele, 
I feel this and this will jump into another thing of that emotional discounting. Like I make emotional decisions based off of, because these are real people and they're have been there through a lot of my life and I've been there through a lot of theirs. And regardless of what people say, maybe I overstep that boundary with my clients, but I just try to think about how it would make me feel if I were them, you know? Yeah. All right. So I think that something to think about with this too is like, if that's the reason, right? Well, they yeah. won't leave me. They're going to stay with me. So I'm yeah. gonna my price. Yeah. Well, what happens in January and February when they don't they come are- back? Right. If they want to leave you because of a price increase, they're going to leave you any month of the year. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It means that the value is no longer there for them, which isn't a good or a bad thing. No, it's just fill your chair. People are entitled to value everything differently. And you, but you have to think about that, you know, like, so I last year increased my, um, my, my color services more than I had in a long time, I used to only go up in like five or $10 increments. Well, the past couple of years, we've had so much inflation. I couldn't do just a five, $10. I had to go 15, $35 on a full, um, root retouches went up. I like kind of, I kind of created different services instead of, you know, making it all like people had, to, had to get this. Um, but I just lost my whole train of thought, but the <laughs> reason for like, I, I, so I increased my partial, my partial is my biggest service of the year. Right. Right. Um, I can look at my, my data and pull that up and know that a single process or a, um, a partial highlight balayage, I charge two fifty. Now I like who can afford $250. Yeah. I like who I get. So I'm going to keep that service the same, you know, like I don't mm-hmm. want to exceed two fifty right now. <laughs> Let's talk about this, right? Because <laughs> I don't want necessarily somebody who can afford a three hundred dollar partial. I want somebody who can afford a two fifty partial. They're my people. Why do you think that you wouldn't like the people who can afford a three hundred dollar partial? I don't think it's so. In my area, I come from an affluent area. Um, you're going to sticker shock the the humble people. If that, and that sounds horrible, but it's, you're going to get, I'm going to challenge you in this. Conversation. I know, I, I know you, I know, but you're going to get people who uh, around here, we have just like a different type of person who has no problem dropping, you know, you got to think, cause so two fifty, I all a cart, a haircut onto that. Now that's $300 service with tip three sixty, right? Mm-hmm. That is still a digestible number to the type of client that I personally want. That is the 20 somethings. That is the stay at home moms who don't want their husbands to know how much they spend on their hair. Like that's not a number that pushes them off personally. That's what I feel valued at. I feel like that is a, I feel solid at that number. I feel like I deliver at that number, but I feel like people who would pay maybe for me in my area, the type of people that are around here, I'm going to get people who have this entitlement and are going to nitpick one hair and are going to say, oh, well, my glaze washed out, you know? Yeah. Six weeks later, you know, you're going to get the people who are like, oh, I only use Orbe. And like when people lead with that, you're like, oh, okay. So you put $60 shampoo on your hair. That's okay. I just think verb at $20 is fine, (laughs) you know? So for me, it just gives me a, just a different, it's a, it's a personality trait. And I've seen it as we've kind of, as I've grown from, you know, $150 partial to a $250 partial, I've seen how who's stayed and I've seen who I've lost along the way, but I've seen who I've retained. And Mm, sometimes you have to think about that. Like my process for accepting clients now is much more stringent um, that I, I vibe check people a lot. It's Mm -hmm. more than just like what their goals are. It's a total vibe check for me. Um, but I just, I've seen who I'm attracting at certain numbers, you know? Yeah. So I, well, I have two things with this. So one I'm very, I'm, I feel the same way about extensions. Like I have no desire to do extensions because I do not want that clientele. I do not want the, like, in my mind. And again, Mm -hmm. and now I will say the second part of this is we are putting a judgment that is inside of us on other people. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, I don't want to pay a thousand dollars to put hair in my head. 
Yes. So I don't want clients who want to do that. So you know what I mean? Same. I don't find that to be of value. Right. So you can get clip-in extensions and take them out every night. Exactly. Exactly. So what, what I'm hearing in this conversation is this is a very similar thing of like, you're putting what you value on your clients. You yes. wouldn't pay yeah. $400 for no. a partial. So you don't want your clients to pay $400 yes. on a partial. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. this comes is comes off happened. a little, comes off a little, uh, bad being like, well, I don't no, want that not kind necessarily. of person, not it's necessarily. Just, it's just different. Well, and that this gets kind of into the emotional, the emotional discounting and yes. the emotional, you know, because it, it also goes into the, the whole, like we're, spending our clients money for them. Yeah. Which somebody said that to me years ago when I worked in a commission salon and it was like their head of like who handled all the retail. Cause there are, it was a huge salon. So, but it was this big retail section, clothes, makeup, beauty products, skincare, everything. Um, and she said, don't spend your clients money Mm -hmm. and yeah, no, don't spend your clients money, but (laughs) don't push stuff and tell them because they come to us because they respect our opinion. I don't need to tell someone, yes, you need all of this when I don't agree with that just to get a commission, you know? Well, that's a whole retail side of it, but I will say so, but even goes with services, you know, it can go with services, but it depends. So I recently did the largest, um, price increase I've ever done in my entire career, uh, last summer, last summer, this past summer. Yeah. And it was interesting because I thought now granted disclaimer, I work one day a week. That is it. I do not really take new clients anymore. I literally Mm -hmm. do it because I love to touch hair. My -hmm. coaching business is now my main source of income. Mm -hmm. That is a full disclaimer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just an FYI. I did not care if 50% of my client, I mean, I love my clients. Don't get me wrong. I care, but it was like, if half my clientele left, I wasn't going to like lose my house and not be able to feed my kid. Disclaimer. So yes. Anyway, I decided if I was going to work one day a week, I wanted to make a certain amount. So I decided to switch to hourly, which I had never done before. I had an idea of what I made hourly, hourly, but I wasn't specific. Mm -hmm. Um, So I decided I was going to go from essentially $80 an hour to $100 an hour. That is a very large jump. It is. That is 20 more dollars for a haircut. That is 40 more dollars for a root touch up. That is mm-hmm. 60 more dollars for a partial. Like, and I'm yeah. a slow foiler. So my partials are three hours with a haircut. Always have been, always will be. <laughs> so my, um, my partial is three hours with a haircut. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> but like it, it's, yeah, partials are so detailed now. Yes, we're they taking, really are. yeah, no. So you're completely so valid. I was terrified. You're on point. I was so terrified to do this, right? I was like, for like two months, I was like, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm not going to do it yet. I'm not going to yeah. do it yet. And I finally did it. And I, I am, I didn't, I'm not necessarily doing all inclusive. I put mm-hmm. in the email to everyone, um, tips are never expected, but always appreciated because I'm like, if somebody wants to tip me, I'm not going to say no, but yeah. if they don't want to tip me, I'm not going to be like, oh, they're such crap clients because of they don't tip me because no. that's not fair either. I will say the only type of thing, this is my I guess my pet peeve, my ick, mm-hmm. as as the trend is saying now, my ick is when clients go, well, I don't have to tip you, right? Because you own the business. You're oh, like, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. You know how how expensive it is to own a business? Right. Right. You don't have that's to. A, that's such an <laughs> so old thanks. school. That's I such know. an old school way of thinking anyway. I know. So anyway, I was terrified, fucking terrified. Yeah. And then I finally just did it. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> Everyone still comes in. Yeah everyone still tips. That mm-hmm. part shocks me. I know there's maybe two people that don't tip me anymore, I know. but everyone else still tips on the full price. I mm-hmm. maybe I lost a handful of people. Yeah. Like not even that I am shocked still yeah. like eat, like shocked. Mm-hmm. And it's still my favorite. It is. I didn't gain anyone. It's my favorite clients Yeah, that are still happy to pay it. Yeah. That, yeah. that didn't it's, even blink an eye that told me they an, liked yeah. my email that I sent when I, and so it's like, we put this projection that they're going to be upset that they're not going to be able to afford it. Yeah. And really? We have no idea at the end of the day, they just want to come see us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that kind of goes into like really understanding like the why 
behind mm-hmm. price increases. Now, like why exactly are you increasing your prices? It's yes. not just inflation and cost, but the rest it's like, well, why? Cause the method, like when you work in a, in a commission salon or really anything, like when you're going up to the next tier, you cost more, right? So you go from a $50 haircut to a $65 haircut, right? Right. Something like that, like a hundred dollar partial to $115 partial. Cause then everything's all a carded, right? Something like that. The point is, is for you to move up and work less and make the same amount of money. That's the point. So with a price increase, like a, a, a big why is, all right, I want to cut down my days, but I am comfortable making what I'm making, but I want to work a little bit less, but give myself a little bump of a raise. Like that's a big why for right. me. Yeah. And you I know? think that again, people listening need to also understand where you're at in your career. Yes. You know, if you are, you know, three years in. Yes. Chill. Like you still need to build, you still need, you need yeah. to know your numbers. You know, I, I mean, I'm, yeah. it'll be 20 years for me next, mm-hmm. next year. Like, which is, wow. I'm, do not feel like I'm that old. Just saying, <laughs> but I don't think you need to be that old. I entered the industry at 29 and I've been in it for, did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I did it through high school. So I, yeah. So that's totally different. Yeah. You got yeah. it 10 years before Yeah, that's 20 true. years before I ever got it. I'm right. Myself. But I'm at this old. point in my career, it's like, I know that all my costs are covered at a hundred dollars an hour. Easy. Yes. I don't even have to even look anymore. I just yeah. know, you know? Yeah. So it's like, for me, I just want the value in the day. If I'm going to spend nine hours behind the chair, this is yeah. how much I need to bring home to make yeah. me feel like it's worth it. Yeah. You know, you have to get to that point though. Oh you yeah. And I think I you sometimes see people. Yeah. You, you see, and like, pay attention to it on social media, just because you see somebody else that you think is at the same level as you increasing their prices doesn't mean that you need to match that. I think there's a lot of pressure sometimes there. Cause I mean, I can even see it be like, well, why is that person charging? You know, my, my full is three twenty-five. Well, why is that person charging three eighty-five? dollars right. Well, maybe they're going through and like tipping out every single end. I don't do that. Right. right. I'm that would be an extra bowl charge for me, which brings me right up to that. But you, you can look at stuff and you'd be like, oh, well, that person had a price increase. So I have to have a price increase if they're in the same area as you. That doesn't necessarily mean it. You don't know what their costs are. You don't know what color line they're using and all the nitty gritty of how they pay their taxes and who they pay to help them with all that. I don't know. I feel like there's yeah. there's pressure we can put on ourselves to be like, I got to keep up. But it's, yeah, remembering where you are in your career, you know? Yeah. When do you, so when do you think it's time for a price increase? I think when you are booked three to four weeks out. Yeah. Solidly, not holiday. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Where you've added days on. I also feel like when it comes to adding days on that you don't add those days until your existing schedule is full. Mm. That's also a little tidbit for me, but, um, I think that you need to be like, say for a three month span all the time, you're always booked out three to four weeks in advance. Like clients complaining that they can't get in. Yeah. You're telling clients like, well, book now so you can be picky. And one of the things about that, that I like to share is that if clients are complaining that they can't get in, it's time for a price raise Mm -hmm. so that they can get in. Like, yes, majority of your clients will pay more to get in when they want to come in. Yes. And I think that's yes. something that we forget. We have yeah. this fear that, well, I don't want to raise my prices because I'm going to lose my clients when yeah. really shedding clients is the point. Yeah, I know. You hope to not lose the ones you love near and dear, but I hope, but it happens, but it happens. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. And I really like to approach price increases too. Like, so a lot of my clients will come in and make, you know, this large price increase. I'll, I will very much explain how we can shift things to still make yeah. it work for them. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, you were getting a partial every time you came in. Well, what if we cut down the time and the cost and we just did your face frame or we just yeah. did a gloss in between. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like I'm raising my prices and that's it. Yeah, It is what it is. It's no. Yeah working with the clients that you love and Uh, still putting them in your chair. Yeah. That's something I say to people all the time. Like, oh, well, I'd love for you to do my hair. And these are people that I know in my personal life that are feeling this candid with me. It's not random people on the internet, but it is, they come to me and say, oh my God, I would just love for you to do my hair. But you know, you're just like, I just can't afford to get my hair done at this frequency. A lot of the clients, I don't require like my blondes, right? What's the average maintenance for a blonde? 
anywhere from eight to 10 weeks is I think what we're conditioned. Right. Right. I am a 12 to 16 week. Mm-hmm. So I get those people understand you can still be bright, but you just have to uh, embrace your depth as we get there. But I work with people to get there. Maybe initially I'm having you come in for that face frame in between to kind of build the brightness yep. and give it to you where you really see it so that then you can, you know, once or twice a year, really make that investment in the rest of your hair, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how I work. Yeah. I, I'm a yeah. very much a seamless grow out like stylist. Um, like I don't do, I used to, my business was a lot of gray cup touch up, mm-hmm. not so much anymore because yeah, of my, same. because of my price, yeah. because of how I do hair, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't want to come in and spend $200 every four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I did that on purpose though. Like I wanted well, yeah. more of that lived in, yeah. I wanted low maintenance hair. I want, yeah. if you can't come in for six months, you're yeah. still going to like it. Yes. Like it may not be as bright, but you're still going to be like, I don't even know where the line of demarcation is. Like that's my clients. Yeah. You know, what's so funny though about single process clients, like this is maybe a little off subject, but people are told you're constantly told that if you want to make more money, you need to get rid of those clients, right? Because they don't want to pay a regular service, but listen, those are my ride or dies. That is my cult like following of people. They have between myself in the past three, four years, I've had two kids. I've broken my foot. I've moved salons. I've built in my house. I've built all these different places, right? They're my ride or dies. Like they will not leave me. And you know, the funny thing that brings them back is my blow dries. Mm. It, they, they're like, no, your yeah. blow dries last me six, seven days. And I that is worth agree it. More. I yeah. cannot agree more. When I was full-time, those were my people. Yeah. They I mean, still they, are. And I don't want to get rid of them. I, yeah. I have the biggest fear of increasing that price. So I, in my area, I was charging only $85 for a single process. And like, listen, only 85 in my area is low right. um, because I include a blow dry and a glaze. I don't all a cart things. I like things just to be a package. I don't like people to make a choice on something financially when it's something I believe is a part of the final result. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Like I have bond builders built into my treat, into my stuff. I don't charge for curls and right. That's the one thing I I say I'm hourly, but I really, you you book a package for that exact reason. Exactly. You're in my chair for two hours. It doesn't matter if we're doing a crystal gel and a haircut or if we're doing a foil. Yeah. You're paying the same. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But, um, so I was charging $85 and I didn't increase that price for almost two years. Mm. And it was the hardest conversations that, cause I chose to have those conversations with people individually versus just blanket statementing on the internet. Cause I believe that they deserved more from me. And that is a me thing. Of I'm the feeling. same. I, yeah. I may tell it to your client. It's yeah. I'm the yeah. Same. I, I know why I increased the price. It was time. Um, yeah. I knew why financially speaking, I wasn't making money on that service at that price. So I needed to charge more. That's just it. Right. Um, but those are the hardest conversations I had. And they all looked at me like, okay, fine. They didn't, exactly. Yeah. They're like and- totally we're like, all right, like, okay, fine. Yeah. Exactly. I, what I chose it. So there's also a method that says like, don't, um, like don't just increase your prices, create new services. Mm. So I rebranded that service. I took it from a single process with a glaze and I made it the retouch with a gloss and a retouch without a gloss. Right. Right. Um, and so I created, and there are $25 difference that they can save if they don't want to get the glaze. Cause I have some of my clients come at three and a half weeks. Now I only have, I think like 16 great coverage clients at this point, everybody else's highlights, balayage, everything. So yeah, I, I, I spread them out. I see them, you know, one person, a shift, and then I have a big service. So I always yield a nice profit in my day. You know, I loved my root touch-ups. I, yeah. first of all, I loved them. The people they always bought products. Yeah. They, they were always there, you Fiercely know, fiercely loyal. Yes. Yeah. I, one of my favorite clients, Dana, I'll never forget her. Dana Clark. I have a whole post about her. Cause I just loved her. And it just, she was always there. I mean, she brought me food when I had my baby, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, those they are, changed and, my kid's poopy diaper when I was working yes, from home. And I they fed Silas, him bottles. So yes, I, I tell Silas all the time. I'm yeah. like, you don't have to, I personally don't think you have to niche down on a specific type of hair. I mm-hmm. think you can niche down on a personality. Exactly. I totally, you know? totally. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
I'm going to steal yeah. it. I'm going to write it down. For me, when I decided to come back one day a week, though, I mean, I really only work like three days a month. That's so great. it's like I am no longer available for those every six weeks. Of clients. course. Yeah. Um, and it was sad. And yeah, I do. Life. I think I have I have this I have some six weekers, but that's it. Like the four yeah. I had some three and four weekers before that. Yeah. Like they can't it wouldn't work anymore. No. Um, yeah. It's just but, realistically. Right. But, but yeah. I'm also in a very different position than probably 99% of anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, but you have 20 years in the business. So that comes with 20 years. In the right. Business. Right. Well, and just and it comes the rest with of your life, a different lifestyle, yes. like a different yeah. thing. We know yeah. you paid off all of your debt. Right. Well, not right? even that. I don't even mean that. Like, I just mean, you know, leaning into coaching and educating. Yeah, of course. Way, you yeah. know, and, and having a husband who can help me do that. Revenue to streams. Be clear. Yes. yes. Multiple yeah. revenue streams is the key. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but for those who are listening and are full time, I think it's very important to look at your root touch ups like something special because yeah. if you look, if you go to your reports, mm-hmm. look at who spends the most money. It yeah. Ain't the balayages. I will say though, I, so I pulled those reports cause I use and? square and my, um, single process clients aren't my, they, oh. they, on average I have, cause they'll get highlights every once in a while on average one, one of my, cause you have to look at every single client as a monetary value. Of course there's their people. And, but it, in order to truly understand your business, you have to know how much each person sitting in your chair makes you a year. That's right. just reality. And if you don't, you got to, you got to check yourself a little bit and get out of that emotional place, but you need to understand what each person is of value to you financially speaking. Um, and then you choose the people around that, but on average, my clients spend with me $1,200 a year. Now this is not including retail because the way that in my, I'm a, a chair rental salon owner. So the salon does the retail, but on average, my clients probably spend generally the same amount of money in retail, I would say as well, but, um, to $1,200, I looked at the, my gray coverage clients, people who come three and a half to four weeks. And I looked at like three of them and kind of averaged it together. And then I looked at people who come three to four times a year for a highlight service. So like one full, I have a ponytail highlight, which kind of goes in the nape and then two partials, right. That's kind of like my average. They're all spending the same amount of money. Mm, Interesting. I just see one person three times a year and I see the other person how many weeks are in a year? Right. I see them 12, 13 times a year, you know? Oh yeah. That's interesting. So it's just the way that it was broken down. Same yeah. amount of money. Yeah. I would yeah. encourage anyone listening to go check that out for themselves. Yeah. Anything, anything you use should do it. Yeah. I mean, because then, yeah. Like, and Vigera, I, think, I know Vigero does it. Yeah. And I think for me that it is, um, that they add services on and oh, they're consistent. Maybe. I can count on them. They're your bread and butter clients. Yes, absolutely. They need you. You need them. So let's talk a little bit more about emotional discounting. Ooh, yeah. It's not just friends and family. Like we think, do you do, do you do discounts for friends and family? No, not anymore. I did. I did. I did when I was building. Cause I was doing, they were always, I never had them go. Cause but the salon I was at, um, was commission and it, um, had a, a terrifying non-compete. Now it's less terrifying, but at the time it was very terrifying. So I didn't want them ever to be considered owned by that establishment. Right. Um, so they remained my kitchen highlight people, but because of that between kitchen highlights, then I was always doing them at home and they were always seeing me in my free time. I discounted, 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 discounted. Mm. So I was the same. Um, and it's funny because now I'm almost opposite. I don't do hair at home anymore, but if I did, I would charge more now. Oh God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause now it's like, Oh, this is a pain in the ass. I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. When I moved from my house to a suite, I had a lot of clients say, well, you know, like, could you ever just like take me at your house and like different? I'm like, no, 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 that, that is dead. I was like everything. I was like, I look around this suite. Everything looks familiar. Doesn't it? Where are you going to yeah. sit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm so not hunching so down I, over a kitchen chair. anymore. I love this conversation. I want to talk about emotional discounting friends and family because yeah. I, my entire family lives here where I live. Okay. Like, same. Uh, mostly. Yeah. Like my whole family. I mean, a ton of, now, how big is like, your family? 
Very large because they're divorced parents with, I mean, if we throw a cookout, it's a minimum of like 50 people and okay, like same. more than half. We're like 42 people in the immediate family group yes. chat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a 32 people um, Thanksgiving this year and that was just yeah. one side of my family. So. My husband and I eloped because I was like, I don't want to invite them all. Yeah. It, it's a, and my <laughs> husband and I both lived in this area our whole lives. Mm-hmm. So we also have a lot of Lots friends. Of friends. Like, it's the whole thing. Yeah. If I discounted my friends and family, I would make oh my God. no money. I added it up and Did I added you? up how much money I was losing and I retained more of them mm. because of that price lock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So no. I, I don't need, my mom comes to me every six weeks, full price. Oh, so Peggy does not pay. I will say I, Peggy I am a full price pay. no matter what. Yeah. If she wants, when I stopped doing hair for 10 months, she went to somebody else. I did not do her hair at home. I am oh. very like, and some people think, I mean, I don't care. Cause it's, I am very like, this is how I do things. Yeah. And I will help you find someone else if you don't like it. Yeah. And it's interesting because people, you know, well, well, she watches your kid. Well, she, well, then I'll yeah. pay her if she needs to be paid. Like she doesn't have yeah. to come to me. Like she's, and again, working one day a week, that is a two hour slot that a yeah. paying client could come to. My like, mom saves me so much money in childcare. Oh, that's so nice. much. Peggy yeah. can get her hair done whenever she wants. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I have two little, little kids. So like there's no. Right freedom as yeah, we no, see, I, you know? I won't do it. I won't do it with friends either. Um, I don't do it with friends. Yeah. I can't anymore. Anymore. Sure. Did I, I don't do take my off the haircut hair anymore? Like she's yeah. just the haircut. I don't, I, she, she actually goes to the salon I go to, but to somebody else. Yeah. Cause I don't do haircut now. Anymore. Now question. Okay. Cause did, mm-hmm. did you ever discount? Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. I'm like, I feel like it's yeah. natural, but okay. So here's, here's my question. Cause I'd love to know what happened with you when you we're like, I'm no longer going to be discounting or this price is going up because I would just like discount them and keep them at a price, even though I was, you know, charging a hundred dollars more for it at the salon. Right. Um, what was your, what did you get any, any clap back or any oh, 100%. attitude? I, yeah. Yes. I had some family, some of our parents, like friends that I was yeah. discounting, um, that stopped coming and, but was yeah. ironic Cause like a year later, I get a text message from one in particular that was like, I see what I was paying for. Can mm-hmm. I come back? And I'm like, I don't do haircut onlys anymore. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah, so, you lost your spot, but yeah. honestly, like I am one of those people, like if you, I am, Oh, I do not take anything personal anymore. Like like if financially, you want, I try not to. Yeah. If you don't want to come yeah. to me because I'm too expensive, because mm-hmm. my, you don't like what I'm doing because you, um, my schedule doesn't work for me. Like I will help yeah. you find someone else. Like, yeah, it is fine. I don't mm-hmm. want you to stretch your limit Yeah, for me because I can, yeah. I can find somebody to put in that place yeah. or, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, of course I got pushback. Of course. Yeah. I Mm-hmm. I, and I listen, like that goes for friends, family, everything. I've had clients I've said that they're like, you know, I, it just like, I can't really afford it right now. And I was like, absolutely. Like, let me know if you want a recommendation. I give yep. them a recommendation. They either choose to take it or they go their own route and they've come back. Right. That exactly. They, because they realize like, yeah. Cause I feel like it's just, it's the, the type of service I provide. It has, I don't even know if it has to do with end result. They say it does, but for me, it feels like for me, I take a lot of integrity in my work and I, I truly care about what your hair looks like every day. I will fix it. If over one, like if there's something wrong with your glaze, that is a me thing. Yep. Um, but I think that they, they're like, why would they let me leave like this? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Or they realize, oh, wow, Aaron has the bond builder and the blow dry and the glaze and the color melt things built into certain services. Oh, and you pick all that up now to get that same service I'm paying the same, if not more as of what Aaron was charging, you know? Yeah. And I think that stylists, um, forget how they can add that value. So for example, yeah. a lot, it was very interesting when I came back behind the chair after the 10 months of what mm-hmm. people complained about other stylists about mm-hmm. the conversation was number one. Mm-hmm. Everyone missed my conversation. Yeah. Because I think that I have, I, I say that's my superpower at yeah. this point. Um, 
And listening to other stylists in a salon, I see why. Because mm-hmm. of stylists a lot of times put their own shit on clients and that's yeah. not fair. Yeah. Um, and I can be guilty of that one, at times because I'm a very emotional person. We all can. Person. Yeah. We all can. You check I yourself. Heard, as Britt Brit Carmichael time, says to you, just, just stop. <laughs> yes. And I heard one time you have to, they need to be talking 80% of the time. Yeah. Ask them a you know? question. Yeah. yeah. And, and try not, like, I try not to constantly relate back, like I know. be relatable mm-hmm. um, because sometimes they just want to be heard, which mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't do it, mm-hmm. but I have cut back a lot that yeah. I used to. The My clients one, always like push it back to me though. And that's okay. They're like, but like, what about you? I'm like, okay. Yes. But I will try to like give a little and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. now if they want to continue asking, that's mm-hmm. different. But I try not to like, yeah, of course, steamroll them. The second one that nobody thinks about, and I'm going to tell you, if you're listening, you have to do this. I, this is my client's biggest complaint from other stylists, get the color off of their face. Yes. Like the, do not let them leave with a stain on their face. It is yeah. like, the biggest, everyone's like, you get the color off like nobody else. And I'm like, why, why? There's so many things out there that gets the color off. You should not leave and look like you got your hair done. I've in told, that manner. I've told <laughs> some of my like really dry Irish, like pale, beautiful Irish women clients mm-hmm. is fair, 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 fair skin. I say, put moisturizer on yes. before you come and see me. Yes. And then I will put the barrier cream on. And then, but if you come to me, just ashy, ashy, like yep. dehydrated from, uh, you know, two days of not drinking water, it's going to stick. Your level yes. five is going to stick. <laughs> yeah. So my mom is a level three Oh and no. she, yes, I just did her hair yesterday actually. And I was like, mom, like your color's coming off so easy. Cause normally I have to like sh- scrub her for like 10 minutes. Yes. And she's like, I've been listening to you and I've been moisturizing. And it's yes. so true. Like you have to tell your clients yes. what you need from them to make their service better. Yeah. Cause there's only so much and I'm not going to scrub your skin raw. Right. Exactly. But it's the little stuff like that. Like I remember when I bought those plastic covers for glasses Yeah. or when they have color in their hair and they can put on their like no, ends of their glasses. The no, buying those clients were like, Oh my God, thank you. Like it was literally like a $5 purchase that made them feel like the value of the appointment was worth every penny. So it's like, it's the tiny stuff. It's not taking all the like classes to learn how to do a pretty hair. No, it's it's a little shit. It's a lot of little things. Like there's, Mm -hmm. I always say that when people, and I take a class or when other people take a class is that if you learned one thing in this, now it doesn't matter what that one thing is. It could help you at all. If one thing can help you at all behind yeah. the chair in your business or on social media or picture taking, whatever if you learned one thing, mm-hmm. then it was worth it. Yeah. I you totally have to, agree. you have to break it down and it might be people listening to this conversation. Oh, you know what? I used to use those Yeah, and you bring them back. And all of a sudden people are like, what? Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's yeah. all of, I think sometimes, and, and especially with the amount of education and don't get me wrong. I love education. I think everyone should constantly be educating themselves. I, my motto now is like, stay curious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we get lost in thinking we have to make a big shift or a big change or learn something huge instead of just realizing we can up the value mm-hmm. in little ways, like yeah. learning how to listen better. Mm-hmm. buying little plastic things for glasses, like getting the color off the skin, you know, the tiny walking up to somebody and actually saying hello, instead of like being all the way across the salon and being like, you know, yes. come on over Sally. Like, yes. you know, that little yeah. stuff makes mm-hmm. a huge, huge difference in mm-hmm. the value. And then raising your prices, mm-hmm. your clients aren't as like prone to be like, holy shit, this isn't worth it. Yeah. All right. So wait, so back to emotional discounting, because I feel mm-hmm. like this kind of goes hand in hand. Have you ever, now you charge hourly, right? So you, I feel like I, I feel do like hourly it. people, oh, I do package okay. it. but it's broken down for it's you. It's based what you off of hourly. hourly. Yes. Yeah. So the thing I find is that, you know, like I said, my average service is that partial at two fifty, And then because my clients come so infrequently, there's always a haircut. So it's $300. Right. But so say, I don't a la carte 
certain services when they're added on. I don't a la carte, like a Brazilian blowout. When you add that onto a service that is full price, like I don't right. discount it anywhere. The only thing I'll discount is a haircut. Right. Right. Um, so they've got that, then maybe if they've got an additional bowl of color and then they're getting this and they're getting that, and they're taking home hundreds of dollars worth of retail that day, I have gotten myself up to the register and it is, you know, it's over four fifty of what it is. And I find myself being like, ah, oh, I'm going to take off that extra bowl. Ah, uh, you know, I'm going to discount that $15 mm-hmm. here and there. And that is something that I have, that is the hardest thing for me is looking at them face to face and being like before 25, like, cause I don't ever charge that much. You know, what it is, is 400 your ceiling. Everyone has, I that, feel like 450 is my ceiling. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, again, I have clients who like, this is, this goes down to don't spend your client's money because I have some incredible, like, I just learned about one of my clients of what she does. And I learned about it because of one of my other clients, they both work for Microsoft. Right. (laughs) And I learned how high up one of my clients, it's just Mm. like number two, you know, and I'd never know. (laughs) So to her 450 might be the equivalent of that. 150. Oh yeah. Another client spent. Yeah. I, I just, she, cause she's been with me since I left my, you know, corporate salon. Right. And she's paid all of my price increases. Never batted an eyelash. She never says anything. She never winces. Yeah. It's me. It's all me. It's, it's all, it's all us. All so me. Because we, if I got up to the register and usually spend three fifty, and then you tell me it's four fifty, I'm going to have a little, Ooh. right. Yeah. <laughs> in my, in my Oak. All right. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, I think there's two things here. I mean, I think we project our money blocks on other people, especially our clients. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. And the second thing is, well, first of all, we don't know where this money is coming from. So we don't know if somebody saved up for a year to be able to get their hair done and they're so Mm -hmm. happy to spend it because they're excited. They did that. Mm -hmm. They don't, we don't know if it's a gift from their parents yeah. You know, that they've been looking forward to, like, we don't know any of that no. and it's not really our place no. to decide. So no. the second part though, is that's where I'm very big on transparency. So they know what they booked. They know mm-hmm. that what they booked is $300, right? Yeah. Then you're having a conversation and they're talking about adding a Brazilian blowout or whatever. That's where the transparency of like, yep, that's awesome. It's going to be an extra blah, blah, blah. That's mm-hmm. going to bring your ticket to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So then they can make a decision from there. Yeah. So I'm very big on not getting sticker shock and giving the client the option of what they want to spend. Because yeah. as long as they know what it's going to be, then there you go. Like I, yeah. I, base, I, will you're so pray, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so they already know when they walk up that it's going to be 425. Yes. So yeah. you being nervous about it. I know. I know what's so funny is I created a new client pricing mm-hmm. as to attract the right kind of new client because my color is built over session. So I want uh-huh. the right kind of person who's really going to commit to that. Not just looking for a partial right. to like take what they have, but there's so much corrective work. Anyway, that's a whole other topic, but that is 450. And that is the highest service I have in my computer, right? Right. Like that is the highest service because it is one service. It includes everything. It is a full, it is an extra bowl. It is a haircut. It is everything. But I, even at that, I like, I, I still get like, and it's a 450. I'm just like, (laughs) I like you, you filled out my form. Um, you and I seem to be really great. Our consultation went really good. I know I am so transparent as of to what this is going to cost today before you even contact me. It is the first thing you see when you get on my job form, all new clients must pay like, right. Right. And it is, it is there. They know. And I still go. And so it's going to be four fifty. Like it just, and then you're like, I know (laughs) I'm like, I value me. Do you value me? Oh no. I, I truly think that everyone feels that way. Cause even yeah. I still feel that way. I mean, yeah. yesterday I did a, it was a two and a half hour crystal gel and a haircut. She just has a lot of hair. I knew it was going to take a while. Mm-hmm. There was no foils. It yeah. was just, you know, it was a Malibu. Like I love crystal gel, by the way, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was two fifty, and yeah. I used to charge 40 bucks for a crystal gel, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I would like, I like my hands got sweaty and then 
didn't, she didn't bat an eye and tip me 50 bucks. I know. So it's like, oh, like, cause you know, and again, for me, it's more of a, I'm charging for my time at this point. Yeah. Um, but it like, it solidifies the confidence when that happens though. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. next time I do it, I'm not going to feel as nervous. So next Mm -hmm. time your new client comes in, you might not feel as nervous because you see that these new clients are coming in. And so I always encourage people to get used to talking about money. So like I was actually talking about this, I think with Jody the other day, and we were talking about, um, like how to get started. Like if you're a commission stylist Mm -hmm. and you drop the ticket and you fucking run to the back, when yeah. the receptionist is, you know, about to say, um, the price mm-hmm. challenge yourself to just stand there. Yeah. They'll let the receptionist say it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But like challenge yourself to stay there yeah. and still make eye contact and mm-hmm. be confident in your pricing mm-hmm. even, if, and just start there. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you're going to see clients go, I don't know how many times I was scared. Like it would be like $300 and I would say it and they'd be like, that's it. That has happened to me so many times that I'm just like, oh, I know. And then I make a funny joke. Oh, I mean, you could always pay more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You want it to be more expensive? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think that, um, finding the proof. Yeah. You know, is, is goes a really long way. Well, it's that changing your relationship with money, you know, like, and that goes back to like price increases and why you charge what you charge, right? Right. You have to truly understand why you charge exactly what you charge. You don't need to explain it to anybody, but you need to know what brought you there. And then by truly understanding that and truly believing in your decision and, and feeling, you know, correct in what you've decided to charge, then you will have no problem saying, yep, that is two fifty. Yes. You know, well, yes and no, you'll still get the sweaty hands for a little oh, while. Of course, of yeah. course, but I it'll like give you a little more confidence because then if somebody says anything, you'd be like, yeah, I know things cost yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've had client, I've had somebody say to me one time with one increase, I don't get a lot of clap back anymore. I usually get, um, if I post it on social media, somebody wishes they got in an email. If I post it in it, if I send it an email, somebody wishes they got it in a personal conversation. I have too many clients to please them all. That is something right. I've learned, right. but, um, like very rarely do I get any pushback as a to like, well, why is your price going up? I, but with, you know, last summer gas and products, and now knowing that everything's gone up, like the cost of a gallon of organic milk, costs $11 here in Connecticut. Like that's obscene. You're like $11 for a gallon of milk. Like that's insane. But I had one client say to me, they're like, well, everything, gosh, everything's gone up. Like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm like, same. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Same. Like when my daycare told me, now I go to my kids go to a home daycare. She told me she was going to be increasing $5 a day. Um, I understood it. I don't, questioned it at all because, and she kind of said that same thing. She goes, just so you know, like in, you know, the new year, this is going to, you're like, yeah, you're like, no, no, no. Don't oh no, it. don't worry. I anticipated this in my own yeah. business. So yeah, I, well, I think a lot of times what people get so stuck in their own world, yeah, you know, that they, yeah. they don't even, they are only thinking about their bank account and they're not yeah. necessarily thinking about everyone else. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm very, I also very big on like not over explaining things. Same. I have to, you know, drill that into my head that I do not need to explain it. And I think a lot of that verbiage comes from like Starbucks doesn't tell you when it went up a dollar 50. It yeah. just did. It well, just and did. in all honesty, tell me the difference in what I'm about to say, right? Like, yeah. um, Hey, just so you know, starting January 1st, there will be a slight price increase. If you have any questions, let me know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Option one or number two. Hey, um, so January 1st, I'm got, have to raise my prices. Like everything's gone up. My color's gone up. Like, I'm just so busy. I just, I just, you know, I, if, if you need anything, like, just let me know, like I can, mm-hmm. we can work with you. Like, just let me like, which one's more confident. Oh, well, obviously the, the, yeah. the latter, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same for these long Instagram posts where people mm-hmm. explain, like, just say mm-hmm. your prices are increased. Yep. If you have questions, contact me. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because you are looking like you are lacking confidence mm-hmm. to everyone else that doesn't have questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or to new yeah. clients that we're maybe thinking about coming to but, you. So, and then, but if you feel like this is something, so this is something, I don't know where I, I either learned it or because someone said it, it's not my idea is instead of just 
raising your prices on it, your services, create new services and eliminate yes, the that. old restructure, redescribe, you know, just rebrand. And it doesn't mean you need to rebrand every year, but when you're doing a big price increase, yes. switching to hourly, including tips, uh, whatever, right. You are valuing yourself differently, rebrand it. Yep. And that's what I did the last time. And it was so much more, it was so much easily digested. Cause it was like, it's no longer a partial balayage. It is just the partial. Cause I used yes. to have balayage price and highlight price, right. Or like foil price. It is just the partial, the full, yep. the haircut. Like, I don't care who you are. It's the haircut. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know where I heard it or who said it first, but I was like, genius. That is genius. And yeah. people were like, oh, okay. That service is no longer going to be offered. Oh, great. So this is what I get. I'm like, it's basically the same thing, but here it is. Well, and I did, yep. I did the same thing. I switched to packaging when I, when I yeah. did this big price increase. And that's what I that's said. That's my, email. my like, next move. Yeah. And I yeah. said this, I'm this, pr this price shift is going mm -hmm. to be easier for you to book. Yep. It is going to be all inclusive. You tell mm -hmm. me what look you want. Mm -hmm. You don't, I don't have to explain to you what, how mm -hmm. many glosses and low lights mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Like you don't know yeah. what I'm talking about anyway. <laughs> I don't like people to make a financial decision based off what is necessary to achieve the look. Yes. Period. Exactly. So I, that's, that was my reason for a la carte. It had nothing to do with money. Well, yeah. Kind of did, right? But it was uh, no, this is the end result. And don't make me feel like, oh, well, let me just do this. I know she's not going to be able to afford that extra $50, but I'm just going to do it because I want my picture to end up a certain way. No, right, right. That gets expansive. <laughs> so, okay. So we've, we've been all over the place saying a good yeah. way. Okay. Yes. Let's end this with um, whoever is listening. They are ready to um, do a price increase and let go of emotional charging. I yes. keep wanting to say spending. So I'm so used to saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what would be like three steps that you would recommend for them to start taking to be able to raise their prices and uh, stop emotionally discounting? Honestly, I would say the biggest thing is salon scale. Mm. That would be the biggest tool that I have used. I've been using it since 2019 um, when they were still like very much a baby business and salon yeah. scale. I adore and getting to meet Alicia in person was like mm -hmm. such a, like come to Jesus moment for me, but it was that company and what they have done will make you understand down to the penny, what a service physically costs you. Now they have, you can add extensions in and foils and saran wrap and gloves, and you can add all these things in mm -hmm. and I know exactly how much a partial cost me. A partial cost me $19 and 14 cents. Now I charge far more than that, but what else goes into that? So that would be step one and knowing exactly how much a service costs salon scale, major tool. Second would be, what do you want to make? And I break my, myself down by week. What do you want your week to look like outside of tips? What do you want your week to look like? Okay. How many hours a week do you work? And then take that and then take all of that information and you come up with your cost. Yeah. And then obviously the cost, like the cost of products kind of goes into salon scale, but then understanding, asking the right questions about taxes and expenses and those kinds of things you need to obviously, cause that's going to depend on where you are, but those are the, that I would say those are the three things that you need yeah. to know the most no, salon scale. Truly knowing your number, what you want to make each week, and then how many hours a week you want to work. And then you take that, then you average it out by hour, know exactly, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be making $75 an hour. Then how much of that is actually profit an hour? Right. You know? I love that. Yeah. 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 I love that. And another side, I love song scale as well. I've been yeah. using it same yeah. um, since 2018. I still even working one day a week, still use it on every single client. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a confidence builder. Yeah. It'll I, you make know, that, you not feel bad. It will, because you have that $400 client you look at salon scale and it costs you a hundred dollars just to do it. And then mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, $400 is nothing. So just yes. FYI. Yes. Salon yeah. Amazing. And um, yeah, that'll give you that confidence that when somebody says something, you'd be like, do you know the cost? I haven't increased that. So that happened to me with my re retouch clients. Right. When I started that service, 
the, a tube cost me like five seventy nine. It cost me $9 for that same mm. tube. What color do you use? Oligo. Oh yeah. I, Kevin Murphy, I, my, mine's eleven seventy five. Yeah. I switched tube? to the, um, recently to the, uh, the 10 minute color, which mm. that kind of came down to me of, um, time. Right. I wanted, I wanted 45 minutes of my life back basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I, cause I was able to maximize my appointments for them and they got more out of that and their gray is still covered. Yeah. So I awesome. switched to Joyco Lumashine, but still that's like eight bucks a tube. Yeah. Yeah. Not cheap. No, it's a whole tube on the average client. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Kevin Murphy is so expensive, but I absolutely love it. Exactly. So there's things and then that goes into it though. And the client who sits in your chair values that, but yeah. 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 And you won't, you won't bat an eyelash when you see things double in cost. Right. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, Olaplex was an eye. Olaplex is fucking expensive. Yeah. K18. Yeah. I I was using Joyco defy damage. And then now I use K18 pretty much exclusively and oof, oof, pricey. Yeah. 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 But worth it like $89 for the deplete, the depleting spray. You're like, right. (laughs) How many sprays for the average head? Right. That's enough. (laughs) Oh, you just have it here. Right. Right. You only need it right there. It's fine. No, but it is. It's wild. And you do yeah. not know unless you see it in that way. Yes. You really don't. Yeah. I mean, I did a gloss yesterday. Well, okay. I take my, my crystal gel. I keep talking about also got a gloss. Okay. So again, yeah. that gloss was $27. Cost wow. Me $27. Cause of how much hair she had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just the gloss, Yeah, not the crystal gel packet, not, mm-hmm. you know, so when I see that and then I see, okay, two fifty for this two and a half hour appointment, it's like, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. So, and it makes you feel better. Yeah. That went into, um, so I charge extra bowls on top of my thing. When Mm -hmm. I first started doing the extra bowls, it was $15 Mm -hmm. and sure that covered cost, but it didn't pay for my time. So then it went up to 20, then it went to 25. Then I jacked it up to 35 because the amount of work that goes into an additional bowl of lightener is another 35, 45 minutes of my physical time of that application. Now you have skill supplies and product that go all into all of that. I was like, no, $35 is what I value an extra bowl. Yeah. (laughs) Even if I don't use it all. Yeah, absolutely. And it will, but see salon scale, I don't waste shit anymore. Yeah. I I'm like, Oh, that's a whole $10. I just threw in the, I know. (laughs) I like to say that I, I charge what it costs. So if it does go in the garbage, I charged for it. It has been paid for, but, um, I could have a lot more money in product because if I just had it still (laughs) instead of it going in the garbage. So yeah, I have to do that. Like you put it back on the scale, find what your product was and you're like, Oh, okay. I overmixed her by. Oh, I don't do that, but that's a good idea. Yeah. And you can put it like in the notes and stuff there. That's actually a really good idea. All right. Cause then you take it and you're like, Oh, okay. Her partial actually only took like, you know, I mixed two ounces of color to two ounces developer, four ounces, but they actually only took me 3.5 ounces. So good to know. Yeah. That's like that, like real niche. Right. Yeah. I like that. I'll have to try that. Salon scale multifaceted. Yes, absolutely. And I will put a link in the show notes for, um, salon scale. I'll put a link in the show notes to find Aaron. I will put a link in yeah. the show notes to listen to her podcast. Everything yeah. will be in there. I believe but, it's just like our name's 10. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. is it Aaron Ray or just Aaron? Just Aaron 10. Yeah. So just Aaron 10 or just Misty 10. And then you do save it. money on salon. Yeah, scale. <laughs> do it. It's worth every single penny and thank yes. you later. Absolutely. And the colors of the scales are so beautiful now. I, I like have the blue one. Oh, I have the purple one now. And yeah. I gave my black one to one of my renters as like a gift. Yeah. I have mine right there for yeah. when I do reels. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Before we close this up. Okay. Cause yes. we're, I think we're at an hour yet. We're at an hour. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you one more question that I okay. ask everyone on the podcast. What does being a cash confident stylist mean to you? Freedom. Mm. Freedom. Because I for me, understanding my money, where it goes, where it comes from and what I want to do with it has given me a freedom that I never knew growing up with a single mom who lived week to week. Mm -hmm. I don't live week to week anymore. 
And that is freedom to me. I have the chills. I love that. That was probably my favorite of all oh. the answers so far. <laughs> yeah. Cause you feel so like stuck and money is like talking with you a lot over the past, like six months that I've known you, um, like people really need to change their relationship with money and understand, understand it and understand where it needs to go and where you want it to go. Yeah, I totally agree. Aaron, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Of course. Uh, I feel like I know we have to talk about. I know there is another topic that we are going to get into because I feel like it is going to be, I don't know. It's, it might be one for the honest hairdresser because it's quite honest. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're doing it. All right. Thank you again for coming on the Cash Common Sales Podcast. <laughs> thank you. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.